focusing on an emerging generation of kings. So let's go. Second Timothy chapter four, one to eight. In the service, I'm teaching, preaching, leave a legacy, leave forever. My thoughts are that more than even other messages that you might have heard at Kings, that you have possibly never heard a message on legacy. I have never, I don't remember ever hearing a message on legacy. I, I hear messages on legacy at funerals. The 20-minute charge, the 10-minute charge, the 15-minute, I, I don't, I haven't seen a church service before. I don't know whether you have. Where the message was, leave a legacy. I've never. Um, some of you may have, but if you have, or maybe you've not, please listen very carefully. And John's testimony or review already uh, prompt you or prompted us in that direction in that when you start thinking legacy you will make wiser decisions there, there's a, there are many things I'm able to get over quickly because I understand timelines because I know I cannot waste time over what is an important thing there's some things that are important but when you weigh them compare my wife is smiling at me because many times I'll be like, this thing is time bound. It's time bound. I'm like, okay, come now. Time bound, time bound. Because when you have certain pictures, see, Jesus, when you look at the life of Jesus, he looked like he was on the move, on the go, on the go. And then he left Bethlehem. And then he got into Bethany. And then he got into Galilee. And then he abode for two days. And then this. And so, because when you understand that life is not Super Mario, You can play at some stations, but life is no PlayStation. There are things in life that can cause you to boom, but you're in Sonic. Once you understand that, you know that there are some chewing gum boys. They cannot be. They cannot. They are at best your mission field. They are not a consideration for long partnerships. Oh, somebody give me a response today. Now I know that part of the reasons people and I think Esther uh, told us. I was like on Wednesday, why are you not excited about when I was talking about time and death and all of that? So people are afraid of death. Now, is well, I was going to say it's okay to be afraid of death, but it's actually not okay. The reason is this. There are some things you do every day, right? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Like what? Brushing your teeth. Hopefully. Let's trust God. That you respect humanity enough to deprive us of some odoriferous saga. Kum gagantwangaga. Yeah, you relieve us of the pressure of using our self-control to accommodate. <laughs> so, so you brush your mouth every day, right? Come on, talk to me, guys. Have your bath. Do you do that every day? Now, can we tell the truth that when some of us were growing up, 
having your bath was not a favorite thing to do. Who used to run around, run, leave that? You just run up and down. You don't want to have your bath. Oh, well, I, I like the way people are just being. See, if life is about truth, you might as well tell it now. Okay, some of you went to Borden House and then you had rub and shine. Take a sprinkle of water. Blah, blah, blah. As a little child, you're generally afraid of having your bath. When was the last time you wanted to have your bath and you ran around? Recently. Did, did it happen recently? You're, you're, it happened to you this morning? During Hamatan. All right. Now, during Hamatan, let's say it's very cold and you're running around the house. Why? <laughs> you're running around the house. You don't run. Okay, you just don't have your bath. Okay, you'll be scared. <laughs> you'll be running around. Okay, you don't run around the house. But just Shorobada <laughs> Kabadia. There's a reason I'm, I'm, I'm doing this right. Now, you, you feel some pressure, whatever it is. Some of you actually are not honest enough. You're not as honest as Timmy Lane to say that. What you just do is just look for deodorant. Psst, 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 psst. Could cover for a little bit, but after two or three hours, there's competition. The smells are fighting. Now, if the water is cold, what do you do? Are you, are you afraid of having your bath? Or are you afraid of being inconvenienced by the coldness of the water? So what you're scared of is not death. It's the surrounding philosophies that you have imbibed about it. People are not afraid of having their bath. People are scared that the water is too cold. So what do you do to the water? You boil it. Jesus boiled the water of death. Took the sting out of it. Says grave. Where is your victory? Death. Where is your sting? Do you understand? Is the suspicion for me? Simple like. This is the reason. You are not completely saved if you don't believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. You are not saved. You are almost saved. You are somehow close to salvation. You are in the neighborhood of redemption. Christ took the highest fear of man. Messed it up by subjecting his body to it disgraced it and said now what's the worst you can do anybody who believes in me this thing I did to death they will do it to death do you understand that and once the enemy can never control you with death he cannot control you in life so life is not yet triumphant until you understand death defeated Death has been defeated. Do we get it? 
Oh, I need a bigger volume. Do we get it? So it's like, ah, as this pastor, they talk. You be like, say, dead on the sweet time. I'm still here for about five decades or so by the grace and mercy of God. I don't know why some people are looking very sober. (laughs) Are we getting this? When, if you think about death, about your transition, and your heart is doing bing, 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 it's one of two things love has not been perfected or knowledge has not been upgraded you will not be naked you will not lose your soul you will commit your spirit into his hands and he will clothe your spirit with himself All right. So I want to leave a legacy, right? And here is Brother Paul helping us here now. Look at what it says. Second Timothy chapter 4, 1 to 8. Let's know for times I can read alone, but I might tell you to read some verses with me. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Now, the death is going to happen. You will have your bath. You will have your bath. However, you can choose the temperature of the water. You can choose the kind of toilet. But you will do that thing. You will let the waste waste. But some toilets are more convenient than others. In fact, some toilets should not be called convenience. Because they are very inconvenient. Right? But there are some toilets like, you know... uh, I've, I've used different kinds of toilets. Now, sounds like, why are you talking about toilets? You use it every day. But don't be embarrassed, okay? Uh, look at somebody say, I see God changing your toilet. <laughs> I've used all sorts, from the very worst to some of the very best. And there's some toilets you're in, all you want to do is to get out of here. There are others where you can do spontaneous worshiping, like just relax. Glory, glory all around. I'm telling you the truth. So death will happen, but the conditions in which you die can be dictated by the orientation of your heart. So Paul is writing, he says, see, God is going to judge the living and the dead. At the appearance of his kingdom, so what do you do now, Timothy? What should you do? Preach the word. Be ready when? in season and out of season what should you do convince rebuke exhort and with all long suffering and teaching for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their own desires because they have itching ears they haven't used cotton boards in a long time 
they will heap up for themselves teachers and what will those teachers do and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables but you be watchful in all things what should you do then endure afflictions look at somebody say is a part of it is a part of it is a part of it afflictions are a part of it they're a part of it but don't let that stop you do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry not by denying death or the timelines for exit but by knowing that there is an exit therefore you are able to apportion your time properly are you here how many of us wrote exams in school and your exams you had 50 obj five uh, theory questions and somehow in your mind you have two hours but you spend one and a half hours on the 50 obj questions when you got to the theory questions five you thought it was answer two was answer all it had a so it had one one a one a i one a i i one a i i i want to leave this place To be all of that. Now, this is the deal. Many believers are focusing on the objective and not the theory. He's saying the fact that you're scoring high points in quoting scriptures about tongues and salvation does not mean you're fulfilling your ministry. If Timothy had to be told to fulfill his ministry, how about us? He says, fulfill it, there is a time. Look at somebody beside you. Nudge that, per- nudge that person and tell the person, fulfill your ministry. In fact, step out of your seat right now and go to three people and tell them, fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Your mandate, your assignment. Fulfill your ministry. And he says to Timothy the next line, he said, For I am already, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need some bottles, I'm gonna need some empty bottles, I'm gonna need a full bottle of water, some empty bottles, but remove all the labels. He said, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is where? So the guy saw it coming. Please let me tell you this. If you don't see life clearly, you will not see death clearly. Some people don't see anything, only see their problems. Then these are days. Tony Robbins puts it this way. He said, Many people, by the way, he's not a preacher. Say, I got Tony Robbins, the apostle Tony. Psychologist, life coach. Right, and it said many people leave asleep, but they only wake up a few times to see what's going on in the world. In a state of hypnotism, I gave more thanks always for he thinks with me. Oh, oh. like AI. Hey, I want you to know something. 
Paul saw it coming. He says, I'm poured, I'm being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. Somebody keep going. Is at hand. So what should you do? I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearance. And somebody say amen. amen. So we're talking about leaving a legacy. Leaving a legacy means that you're making an impact that will last long after you die. Now, many times people think about as per money. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, which is true. So it could be inclusive of finances and money, but it goes beyond that. It could be something that you create, something or the people that you have touched. The lives that you have touched. Because when your body leaves this place, God, Paul is saying to Timothy, see, what I can give you, I cannot duplicate myself, but I can communicate my values. I can't give you another Paul. I have already poured it. I have poured all my life. I have emptied myself. I see it now. The drops are about to finish. Say, I've poured. I've been pouring. Come on, let's pour a little bit. I've been pouring. Every human being, bring the empty ones. And we can have different men or women, people on stage, and then bring, you know, I want more empty ones and give me a full one. Full one, empty one. Just stand on stage. You help me hold those things. Right, thank you so much. Yeah, no, no, open it. When you're born, what God did was that he packaged you like bottled water. And he poured himself on the inside of you and branded you. Now, the purpose of this bottle is not for it to be full. Is that the purpose? What's the purpose of the bottle? For it to be drank from. For what it carries to be shared, to be poured. So as long as this bottle is full all the time, it is not fulfilling its purpose. <laughs> so if your goal in life is to be full and be rich and be famous and be all occupied with yourself you are not fulfilling the assignment for which you came and many of us are born sealed but guess what we have to be broken God cannot use anybody that is not broken you have to break the seal to reveal what's on the inside of it and it requires humility to be broken because a rolling bottle cannot be open some people they just roll where is it happening eh, it's happening there eh, it's rolling there eh. rolling through life rolling like roll on roll roll Am I on a roll? Are you see, the fact that you're moving does not mean you're feeling purpose. Oh, hard things. We're moving, we're moving. We move, we move. <laughs> Where are you moving to? The movement of this bottle, the movement of this bottle is in a, a certain direction. It's not just anyhow. How many of you know that not all bottled waters are all... <laughs> Bottles of water can be used the same way in the same place or every place. That's an assignment. 
So God opens you up and breaks you up. And that's what Paul is saying here. How me hold it? A certain level of pressure is required. Boom. Uh, uh, yeah. So you're now at a place in God. God, I'm open. Use me. I'm available. This is that stage. You are still not fulfilling purpose. You are showing readiness. You are showing availability. You are seeing possibility. When God breaks you open, many of us can stay under the mighty hand of God. But then God passes you into the hands of men that is going to use you with. You can endure God's hand. Can you endure man's hand? Because every man must be governed at some point or the other by another man. Even Jesus is not going to enter his ministry without John the Baptist saying, Behold the Lamb of God. I don't want anybody to talk to me. I don't want like that. You don't want anybody to talk to you. Then, please come. Open. Somebody say, I'm being poured. Give me that verse. Give me that verse. Give me that verse. Let's go. I am already what? I am not in charge of my pouring. (laughs) If I was in charge, I would not be in Nigeria right now. At least right now. I might have come back after 2023 elections if I see that the the trajectory is uh... <laughs> listen the fact that stuff is coming out of you does not mean you are being poured sometimes you might be st- spilling when you lose material I did that on purpose lose material without God's direction you are spilling you are not being poured you are all over we can see you but you are not meeting any divine need. What you are doing is that you are expressing yourself. Not fulfilling his will. Is anybody here ready for this message? Because you are looking like... Uh, is it resonating? We move, we move, we move. Folks, be spilling stuff. We move, we move, we move. You're spilling he said I'm being poured I'm not in control of who tilts me over because for me to be poured I have to bend I have to bend and many times for me to truly serve I am pouring into a lower level what is beneath me the assignment that is below me. People that are below my qualification. God never calls you to higher until he calls you to lower. I have to bend. Pouring means I don't wait for this thing to align with my standard. That's why we sing the song. He came from heaven to earth. To show the way. Jesus didn't stand from the right hand. Ah! People of the world, come up. Come up here. Don't you know who I am? He says, ah, 
He knows that we are dust, we are frail, we are broken. He took on the form of broken man and then wrapped himself into the belly of a woman that he created without contact. Created this woman with words, but says, I will squeeze myself. Can you imagine the fullness of the Godhead bodily? Can you imagine the inconvenience of knowing if you are claustrophobic, you know what it means to be claustrophobic? Which means that you have the fear of tight spaces or you're very uncomfortable in tight spaces. It's like when you're acting catcher and you're hide in a wardrobe. You know after a while he started feeling uncomfortable. He wrapped himself in the belly of a woman for nine months in that place and can you imagine that Jesus actually allowed the woman push him out of a reproductive tract. Look at your neighbor. Say do you still want to leave a legacy? The thing about the pourings of God. Can we, I said, let me have some more men. Hold the, the thing about the pourings of God is that after you get used to being poured into this, God, not there. And you know, when, you know when you pour into things and people, you become attached. You know why you get attached? You can see a part of you inside them. This is the reason Jesus served everybody, but he didn't pour into everybody. He calls to himself the 12 whom he would. Paul was poured into so many people, but he intentionally focused on Timothy and Titus and Epaphroditus and a few other people, Andronicus and a few other people. Now he poured because the truth of the matter is that you cannot be poured into everyone. Everyone is your bestie. Everyone is your mentor. Everyone is your favorite preacher and pastor. Everyone is your spiritual son. Everyone is your goddaughter. Everyone is your Zion servant. Everyone is your armor bearer. Everyone is your arrow sharpener. Everyone is your role model. Everyone is your destiny assistant. Everyone is your lifelong supporter. You lie. I don't know, this is just a bad feeling. I just feel like pouring this on you right now. <laughs> you see, it said you can pour that sonship. But if I now pour it, even though that sonship, I pour it, that will be abuse. Except there's purpose behind the pouring. the outpouring (laughs) is this sinking somewhere I feel a glory wave over this place and I feel like some of the best lifetimes that you've ever witnessed are going to emerge from this room because you start leaving you know uh, you know like people I have such a heart and and a big deal for you guys there's this book we wrote when my dad passed. I'll tell you more about it. Remind tell you more about it. I want to give you guys a copy of this. Y'all be getting gifts every Sunday. I want to give you a copy of this. And I'll tell you why. It occurred to me that maybe one of the reasons my life may be a little different from many lives that people may have seen. Maybe. Maybe one of the reasons is the solidity of the foundation that I had. And the intentionality of my choice to apply those things. Because I remember the first time I wrote my goals in life, I was 17. 
and I wrote all those goals very clearly. Now, almost all of them have been fulfilled. Now, it does not mean my time of departure is at hand. It means I'm now seeing more goals to write. Because you score one goal, you can see it may not be enough. Why settle for one goal when you can play a hat trick? Do you see what I'm saying? So you guys are hearing this at a very critical time. Paul said, I am pouring. In other words, you have to take your life so seriously, you are not here to cause a splash. Say, so let's cause a splash. Who splash? Ep. And I know that you're very sweet. Maybe that's why you have a crush. But you're not a fantasy. Was that so sprightly or does it sound like I'm on coke? <laughs> so what? Is that where I left? You must become right. You know, by the way, a lot of believers, they know they are right, but they don't know what's left. You can't pour into everybody. Since I'm being poured out as a drink offering pour intentionally pour spending time there's purpose behind it now let me tell you this purpose behind your activities does not mean you don't have free time or laughter time I don't even know anybody well I know I'm not sure how many people as busy as I am and play as much as I do I'm not sure of how many people so working hard and diligently does not mean you are not uh, human or that you don't get entertained the right way or that there's no pleasure in your life. It means that even when you are playing, you are playing intentionally. You are really playing. Some of you confuse people. So your favorite reel is, oh, I confuse people. Sometimes I'm loud and out. And sometimes I know how to hold my peace. You haven't seen that one. I'm saying this is the evidence that you actually play. Because why do you know this real word for word? Because I'm for real. Anyway, I'm just grateful I don't leave my posts so I can get my feed. <laughs> what did the twins say? <laughs> so, so, see this point now. Some people, they will play. You don't know whether they're playing or angry. Yeah. It does not mean you don't have playtime. Paul was not always, always preaching. The Bible says he preached night and day. He didn't say throughout the night and day. And that was just for two years when it says night and day laboring. So what was he doing the other time? Okay? Pouring. Now, let's quickly establish something. Thank you very much. I will still need you guys, so don't go too far. Go find life. And just <laughs> I need to run. All of us will leave a legacy. 
because your legacy is the most memorable thing god bless you similar most memorable thing the most pervasive memorable memorable thing that will trail your name after you leave that is when people hear your name or see your picture it's going to trigger certain thoughts feelings ideas now a legacy is not something that you do the day before you die except you are Samson Samson I've spread my seed Lord I, my mind can be very comical so beginning of his ministry hey what's up what's up how far Poop. just picked me like a giraffe phew the giraffe oh, hi, you want to kill I'm just playing with you <laughs> lion wanted to greet the guy he was angry you don't greet me like that bra. <laughs> You like to watch this particular <laughs> this particular movie, right? Gate or oh, normal gates, like I go the gates in Ibadan. Normal gates was there. So what is this gate? Psh, knapsack. <laughs> then you took it up a mountain top. Mountain top. Use gates as people playing. All powerful. Then. You know, the lady entered his life. <laughs> Look at somebody say, you have to be careful. Who you give your laptop. Because they might have a virus that can cause your software to crash. Look at somebody and say, be careful. be careful. Who you give your laptop to? Because everything you've worked for can be gone in a flash. Amen. I received that. So, all that stuff happened, but God is redemptive, is glorious. So even if you've had a laptop, God can still give you a desktop or a pocket phone. So at the end, Lord, give me my last power. Look at somebody say, don't wait till you lose your strength to build a legacy. It is possible for your legacy to be the last hour, the last two hours of it is possible. But the chances are very few. You are not in control of the indices for exceptional cases. You are not the one who regulates those factors. What if there's no pillar there? What if there's no boy? He spoke to a boy. Boy, take me somewhere. What if the boy was, I was going to say a Nigerian boy. Moses Simeon, part the Red Sea. Or Nigeria, I say, Uncle, you want pillar? Okay, yeah, I know the post. So you go from pillar to post. Uncle, you want me to take the pillar? How much? 
So all of us will leave a legacy. And guess what? We are already doing it. Whatever they say about you in your former place of work is the legacy you left there. So let's just bring it home and not make it one super spiritual thing. And say, ah, me, the last place of work, they were too dull to decipher my diligence. Such great diligence, you showed up late every time. You were so diligent. The security man was like, bros, come, make I advise you. Look for two people, tell them what legacy are you living? And many of us, and it's a run, many of us focus on the physical things. There's a generation that is obsessed with looks. So obsessed. We think our looks matter. Let me, let me ask you a question. Please, do you know what Abraham looks like? Abraham. You don't know who your father of faith looks like. You don't know. And you say you believe in him. Abraham. Let me, let me let, let's just, you see. Please, let me have three or four people. Three or four, just quickly. I want to interview you a little bit. Just shortly. Get a microphone. Don't copy anybody and don't let anybody distort your mind. Describe Abraham. Um, a tall guy. Great. Bert, okay. Uh, broad chested. Mm. Because he used to carry wood for sacrifice. Yes. Um, and he probably has a husky voice. Okay. Um, From birth. Well, I mean, we recorded I was talking to angels. So, he, I mean, the angels probably found his voice pleasing. <laughs> so, people that have husky voice, are, have you been an angel before? Who told angels like husky voice? So, if it has one random explanation <laughs> right okay yeah. so that's abraham please describe abraham tall <laughs> <laughs> well i picture abraham in old age so tall long white beard slim slim yeah but it was broad-chested for you yeah. it was slim all right um, i actually don't picture him tall okay i picture him like somewhere like not short. abraham <laughs> Not short, but like some like average height, but definitely white beards. So that white white beard thing might be a real thing because spirit is bearing witness with people. <laughs> All right. Okay. So can you say that we have different definitions? Describe Paul. Ah, uh, Paul was short, sha. Yeah. <laughs> Bible Bible books, uh, history books. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's okay, you didn't know. No. Hmm. It was not very comely physically, according to descriptions. So he had some features that were not according to what history says. But he said, wow. Why? Because his writings are beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Who, too intelligent not be attractive. <laughs> Who cares what Paul looks like? Who cares what Abraham looks like? What we care about is what legacy did they leave behind don't be so focused on your face that you deface your destiny Uh, I don't look good Uh, mm. does your mind look good does your heart look good does your walk with God look good that is what will matter after you leave have you ever gone to a funeral service and they're like death death you have no respect 
How can you kill a handsome person? He was too handsome to die. But boy, hands, go hands. Oh, this may beautiful, amazingly, strikingly, glorious, splendiferous, Coca-Cola-shaped beauty, beauty passes and they put a body in the coffin. Then the coffin throws out, poo, how dear me. I can never hold back such beauty. Go back to the earth. Look at somebody say, your looks don't really matter. Say they matter, but not as much as the world thinks. Your looks don't matter, sir. I'm not going to be looking fine again. No, no toothbrush, no lip gloss, no flossing. No, take care of yourself, right? Thank you very much. So let's go real quick to Proverbs. Proverbs 31, verse 30. Charm. Proverbs 31 verse 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Can you give us a message and then TPT? Charm is deceitful. So charm, right? Oh, you're charming, you're charismatic, you're magnetic. In fact, you're magnetic because your magnetism is so thick and you're so compelling and you pull a crowd or pull people in and suck people in. Oh, well, when they come close to you, then what next? Because attraction can be great, but it's not an achievement. In fact, to attract something or someone, you only need to know what they find attractive and be it. Whether you are it or not. Champ can mislead and beauty soon fades. Beauty soon fades. Why do we have the most beautiful girl in the world every year? Because if we have seen this beauty, we want to see more. Oh, can we talk right now? Somebody else has been born. Some that were born, we are just beginning to see them. Look at a fine person beside you. This one is a very tricky instruction. If nobody looks at you, problem day. <laughs> just leave it alright <laughs> look at yourself <laughs> say you are fine but you just might not be the finest person in the world <laughs> because who determines the finest person in the world haven't you and your friend been together and you were saying that girl is fine and your friend said eh eh Really? Yeah? I mean, it happens with me and Elty. Sometimes we see somebody, could be male or female, and I say, oh, that guy is handsome, or that guy is fine. And Elty's like, eh, really? Or a girl, oh, that girl is beautiful. Eh. Mm. And sometimes she says the same thing. I'm like, eh. Why? 
because apart from the visual presentation there's an internal appraisal factor in your head that either discounts certain features or augments others so how can the entirety of your life be on something that is so globally subjective that there can be no consensus as to the veracity of that thing whereas if it's faith globally we know what faith is integrity globally we know what that is generosity has standards impact can be measured that's why there's something called impact assessments <laughs> are you here or have you traveled look at somebody say focus on the real deal focus Sham can be misleading and beauty is vain and so quickly fades. But this virtuous woman lives in the wonder, awe, and fear of the Lord. She will be praised. How? Throughout eternity. So the essence of legacy is virtue. 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 It's not money, it's not beauty, it's not fame, it's not recognition, it's not capacity, it is virtue. Virtue is the solidity behind an attribute. The positive solid, the positive weights, the essence, the gravitas, that thing that moves people, that moves, that causes a shift. Let's go to, uh, I was going to say Eternity chapter 2. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 2. See, let me just tell you guys something. I'm a little suspicious of God. Just a little. I'm not very suspicious of him, but a little. And I'll tell you what I mean by suspicious. "Eh, I can never go to a church where the pastor is suspecting God. Calm down. You know that before this earth, there was another earth. So after this, our own dispensation now, you now have millennial reign, New Jerusalem and all of that. Then God should now say, do not touch an iPhone. <laughs> and the social media addicts. <sighs> Content creator. <laughs> we are starting again. <laughs> be like there's going to be another eternity. Then <laughs> I don't think so. I'm just being comical. This is a long read, but follow me. You're going to love it, okay? Ecclesiastes 2 verse 4. Oh, Lord, help your son. I... Ecclesiastes 2 verse 4. There are many images playing in my head. I said in my heart, come now. I will test you with merriment, with, with plenty, with flanger, with oambeism. Therefore, enjoy pleasure. This is the richest man according to recorded history. Some people claim that a certain guy called Mansa Musa was as rich as Solomon or even wealthier than him. There's a claim like that. We're not sure. Oh, I can see some people being pleased. Ah, my pastor knows Mansa Musa. Yes. Not Prophet Musa or Mansa Musa. I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with mirth. Therefore, enjoy pleasure, but surely... This also was vanity. Let's look at the merriment around the soul. Keep going. Let's make it fast, guys. I said of laughter, madness, and of mirth, what does it accomplish? I searched in my heart how to gratify my flesh with wine. 
In other words, I made an assignment. <laughs> I can do three bottles. Oh, three bottles, young boy. <laughs> Put zero behind it. <laughs> I have a barrel. There's a river in my belly. <laughs> right. They were having like all those debates and everything. They said, I-, I was thinking of how can I spike the drink? How can I sprinkle wheat inside? Just make myself, let my laughter laugh. <laughs> Modulating and laughter, changing keys, all kinds of chords and syncopations of laughter. <laughs> it's like I, I did the while guiding my heart with wisdom and how to lay hold on folly. I wanted to f- destroy that. Now, think about this. This guy was so wise that he drank and he had 1,000 women. He was still articulate enough to make sense. He was that wise, but see what he did. Till I might see what was good for the sons of men to, to do under heaven all the days of their lives. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I made my works great. I built myself houses and planted myself vineyards. Somebody shout, big boy. Look, I never said, do you want to bamba? Do you want to chill with the big boys? Listen, it is better to hang with the hot children of God than with the big boys of life. So except you become like one of these children, you will not enter the kingdom. So it did not guarantee big boys the kingdom. It guaranteed children. I made myself gardens and orchards and I planted all kinds of fruit trees, went into agriculture, went into uh, vineyard technology, went into uh, horticulture, went into wine culture, went into aquaculture, and it was fallen out of his kingdom culture until it was about to be eaten by some vulture. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. Keep going. I acquired male and female servants. And servants born in my house. Yes, I had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. He was so driven and he had the resources that if anybody had something, he wanted to have more. And watch this, you don't have to be rich to be driven by that philosophy. You have that competitive spirit. Nobody must have more friends than me. Nobody must have more money than me. If they buy a car, I must change my car. If they lose their hair, I must bind my hair. I lose and bind. If, <laughs> if their makeup is red, mine must be crimson. If it's ox blood, mine must be bull blood. Set up for a shorter life. The reason... There will always be better is that we're living in an eternal space where there is constant iteration of progress. And once you share your testimony about a certain level, that testimony has become a building block for the next person that is coming. Because your life has become an advertisement of possibility. Therefore, they can remix what you did and have better results. Therefore, your obsession can never be to be the best, but to be the best God has called you to be. Is somebody gaining perspective? Yes, I also gathered for myself silver and gold and special and these special treasures of kings and of the provinces. Wow. Solomon came into the future and saw kings and took our, God forbid, he didn't take our treasure in Jesus' name. And of the provinces, I acquired male and female singers. So Solomon had bands. Apart from the national band, he had bands. Just, yeah. 
Who's that girl? This Bukala girl. See that voice. Hey! Acquire, acquire, acquire. Bukala, come. Yeah. You are acquired into the choir. And then, acquired into the choir, it becomes her choir. Male or female singers? Ulisha is jumping, jumping. Eh? That boy, where is he from? He's from River Gaza in the Philistinian ship. Bring him. Send him horses. I want him. Boom, boom. Acquire, acquire. Ajuaya. <laughs> I acquire the delights of the sons of men and musical instruments of all kinds. Trombone, flutes, lyre. What else did they have back in the day? Drums, percussion, harp. Pardon? Tambourines. Thank you. Ah, oh, see Bible scholars. Symbols. Give me more. Flutes, lutes, oots. Everything. I hope somebody got that. If you didn't get that. So, so I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom. With all these things around him. The guy still had sense. He had a thousand women. I knew who Sheba was and who Shibazu was. He knew Sheba. He knew Shamala. But he didn't know Shambala. Now, this is where I said, this guy, you have problems. Because, because I know... <laughs> now, some of us, we, we are very, what's the word... Um, attracted by nice things. Is anybody like that? Just, be honest, just like nice things. Find people, find things, find houses, find clothes. You like, it's not just, you're not coveting it. You notice. Right? I knew that someone had a very, very, very big problem. The problem is not that you don't see. The problem is you don't always have to have everything you see. Solomon had problems. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my hearts from any pleasure. Now somebody... Say, who's that fine girl? I want her, I want her. Uh, Uncle Solomon... Uncle King, she is married. Eh? Who's her husband? Bring both of them together. Eh? Who's that one in this kingdom? This is how we rise in this kingdom. neck like cauliflower I know the guy was a poet very bad lyricist who is this I see whose neck is like a tower I will be the watchman upon a tower bring her bring her my lord my lord may I but you already have 357 people in the harem. No, it's not 357. I ordered three more two nights ago. You are not up to date. (laughs) 
Somebody say Wahala. See, it's one thing for you, your eyes will be all over. It's another thing, your heart. By the way, some of you that are judging Solomon now, if you had just 1% of his wealth, Lagos will not hear what. You'll be at Quilox from Equinox to Equinox. You will not be playing cards, but you won't joke with your ace of spades. Yeah, my God, it's good, oh. Some of you, you don't even have much right now. If I don't have what you th- say you have, you are borrowing to do. Somebody say, Lord, I have wisdom. I will use my wisdom. The way you intended, I will leave a legacy. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure. So the guy was just run, running wild, running free. Any pleasure, food, wine, women, money, accolades, houses, bring, bring. He was literally like a very hungry person around a joint. Ha! Mama, mama put. Shaki, mama put. Roundabout, mama put. And when you always tell all the mama put, 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 you end up with baby mamas. And then be saying, baby, mama, she buy. <laughs> Somebody say, it's more than money. It's more than fame. Thank you, guys. So, let me just give us a list. I think I've preached, Abby. All right. So, your legacy is what accompanies your name after your exit. What accompanies your name? And whatever that thing will be, if you're already in your 20s or your 30s right now, you are already manifesting it amongst three or five other things. Don't wait for life to determine your legacy. Determine your legacy under God. Eunice and Lois left a legacy of faith for Timothy. You see that Abraham, the Bible says that he gave his sons gold and silver, but he gave Isaac his all. He left a legacy of faith. Moses gave us the standards of God, the Ten Commandments, which is the standards of the character of God, that man could not feel, but was going to be an effective pointer to the utter helplessness of fallen man, such that he will now recognize the need for grace. And then by responding to the pull of God to grace, he will have the life of God. Paul said, I have finished my course. He did not say, I'm envious of other people's courses. In other words, when Paul was saying this, I hope you know that somebody's ministry was just starting. So he said, eh, this person just opened another church. Hey, let them know that Paul is still a good man of God in the 60s. plant <laughs> church. Let's go and plant another church. When you know your assignment, you are not bothered by who's succeeding elsewhere. In fact, you will contribute to their success. Please, in defining legacy, Dr. T. Bunch, understand this truth. That I must ask myself the question, 
do I want certain things to be done or do I just want them to be done through me? Because many times, what we're really manifesting is that we want certain things to be done through us. And talk, let me tell you the truth. I'm not just talking at you. I'm investigating my life and thinking about myself and saying, if there are certain things I desire to do, am I completely at rest taking the fonts of that thing when I have them and giving it to somebody else to run with it? <laughs> and can I just say something? You know that a message like this will make more sense to you in 10 years. The people who are in their 40s and 50s, they are understanding this message in a completely different dimension than those who are in their pre-20s and 20s. Because there is the unfettered optimism of youth that over amplifies the possibilities of life and perpetually procrastinates its perpetuity or rather it's a uh, short form or short fall. Jesus said, it is finished. He did not say, I am finished. I still have more to give, but it is finished. Please, this is important. The fact that you really, 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 really want to do something, a passion-driven generation can also become a purposeless generation. What's your passion? What's your passion? Tell me, what's your passion? What's your passion? Tell me, what's your passion? Tell your passion. Dun, 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 dun. Passion, passion, passion. Till the enemy gives you passion. Passion is a Yoruba word for weep. You cannot be driven by passion. How do I know? David wanted to build a temple. He wanted to build a temple. He was like, hey, I want to build a temple. And God says, no, you're not going to build a temple. In the workflow, in the work schedule, in the project map, this is what you're supposed to do. And once you're done with that, whatever resources you have, you transfer it to another generation. You will struggle to leave certain things undone if you don't leave practicing the art of leaving. How will you give all your money in the final year of your life if you've not given anybody anything significant before? You are not skilled in it. You're not trained in it. So you will not even give it even though you will leave it. Not everybody who left their wealth gave their wealth. Giving is an intentional decision of generosity based on sense and stewardship. Solomon will read later. I'm not sure we'll get there. He said, all these things I've acquired, I do not even know whether he's a fool that will leave you to. Because you have not heavily invested in the next generation. David knew it was Solomon and groomed Solomon for it. But after Solomon left, Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and <laughs> my little finger is thicker than my father's waist, I will show you, Pepe. The kingdoms became divided after Solomon. Because when you're so consumed with yourself and you make no provision for the future, you're going to leave a mess behind. So what are the four things that define your legacy? Four major, major things. There are four major things that will define your legacy in this world. In fact, before I talk about the four things, there's really one thing that your legacy hangs on. And that one thing is your name. 
Abraham left a legacy of faith. Noah left a legacy of preservation, restoration, and new beginnings. David left a legacy of exploits in God. Solomon left a legacy of practical application of wisdom to generate wealth and to build a model empire and the temple unto God. Paul left a legacy of a brilliant articulation, of the brilliant articulation of the gospel and templates and blueprints for the church and structure order and organization in the iteration of the church. What legacy will you leave behind? Four things connected to your name. Why is it your name? Because if you read Philippians 2, 5 to 11, you're going to see there. Now, therefore, God has also exalted Jesus Christ and given him what? The name, which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those in the earth and those under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Your name, your name, your name. Proverbs 22 verse 1. Proverbs 22 verse 1. Your name, your name, your name, your name, your name. What accompanies your name? Do you know something that accompanies your name? Do you know that somebody can inherit a name that is a liability? So here you are. <laughs> You've been praying, trusting the Lord for a life partner. Finally, this guy comes your way. <laughs> so, so what's your name? Say my name, say my name. Sir, my name is Femi. Oh, Femi. You're the Femi. It's sort of like you like. Nice. I said, what's your full name? Uh, so people don't really understand my name, Shabot. Because I love you, I think you, uh, you already know there's a problem. I said, what's your name? Uh, my name is Femi Abacha. What's your name? Marcus Bin Ladin. What's your name? I'm Jumoke, but you can call me J.H. What's J.H.? Jumoke Hitler. <laughs> What's your name? Me, I'm Ngozi Idi Amin. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Ahmed Sesaseko. There are some names that have been baptized in bad reputation. That even though the generations that are coming want to do better, the burden of the name is too heavy for their good intentions to carry. What is in your name? For those who are online, let me look at you. Eyeball to eyeball. If I'm staring at you, zoom in. Zoom into my eyeballs. Zoom into my iris. What is in your name? What are you doing with your name? You're lying with your name, cheating with your name, manipulating with your name. Do you know there's some people right now, they can't date anybody with certain names. Because that person reminds them. Let's read this together. A good name is to be chosen rather than create riches. Love and favor rather than, please read it loud and clear. Good name is to be chosen rather than great riches love and favor rather than silver and gold why does it say a good name is to be chosen because you choose to have a good name 
Even if you inherit a good name, you have to keep choosing for that name not to spoil on top of your head. Because <laughs> name is like milk. It is a quick spoil. If it's not inside the right temperature, boom. Some will be like, oh, hey, well, you know, that's a different generation. These days, <laughs> people have scandals and they bounce back, which is true, right? Isn't it amazing these days that there are certain things that people would have done 10 or 15 years ago? That's the end. But now, branding PR, data analytics, analytics, and all, maneuvering, hush money, hush puppy, hush <laughs> everything, manipulate, game the system, so people are back, right? So on earth, nothing has spoiled, but there is a name in heaven. That's why Jesus said, for those who overcome, I will give them a secret name. So there are things on earth that you can do. People forgive you. You can use money to forgive yourself. <laughs> right? But in heaven. And the Bible says there are three that bear witness. In heaven. So there are witnesses on earth. There are witnesses in heaven. I did it. Nothing happened. Me. Do you know my record? <laughs> my body counts. <laughs> That's why my body counts. Angels be like. Why are you also quiet? Have you been doing bad things? But don't forget there's always mercy, right? So don't be condemned. But choose. That's the point I'm trying to make here. Choose. Why does he also say choose? Because as you rise, for many people, there's going to come a time where you will need to choose between great riches and your name. A job that is so compelling, but at the heart of it, what you are really selling is seduction. Or weed. You say, I'm not directly inside. Ah, you're the person that supplied the cloth. And when you do that, you think you're just making money. No, you're sponsoring lust. It's just she has hot legs. <laughs> Good name. Rad to be chosen. This is a very powerful message, right? It's like there's going to be part two of this one midweek as well. Let me give you four things and give you an assignment. Then maybe tomorrow I'm going to, when we do that midweek, four things and I'll give you an assignment. Number one, the four things that are connected to your name. Purpose. God is committed to his purpose, not yours. Don't try to use God for your purpose. Let God use you for his purpose. God is only as con committed to your purpose as you are committed to his purpose. And this is the reason. Because his intentions are purer than yours. His perspectives are broader and his wisdom is greater. He can be trusted. So his purpose is the real deal. Fulfilling your self-generated purpose is just as good as not having any purpose at all. Number two, people. You cannot have an effective legacy without directly or indirectly, advertently or inadvertently 
answering those four questions. What is my unique purpose within the broader purpose of God? If you don't know what it is, specifics, you can pray and seek. But as you do that, focus on serving people the best you can whilst you're clarifying. Don't get stuck at the junction of purpose discovery. That's my purpose. That's my purpose. My purpose. Glorify God and love people. Serve people. Number two, people. Who am I called to? People are God's prime possessions. Number three, places. Where have I been sent? Number four, products. What am I supposed to create? Where am I, what am I supposed to create? When you, when you um, focus on those four, I'm, I'm going to show, if media, media, I don't know whether you can show it quickly. If you can't, just forget about it. If you can't, just, it's not, uh, I won't be upset. In fact, maybe it might be better, but just to help somebody, because I want to be, um, I want to open my, I want to be naked a little bit. By naked, it's not bad nakedness, good. So I listed certain things, not all, it's not exhaustive, but I listed certain things under those four for me. Purpose, people, places, products. If you can show it, if you guys can show it, preferably at once, or if you can show one after the other, that would be great, but if you can't, forget about it. Let me just read it. So on the people, just to help you, so you can be intentional. On the people, who am I sent to serve? Who have I been? And when I say people, you start with a nucleus and then you grow it. So I put house on the rock because that was the first phase of my known and visible public ministry. So I put house on the rock. I'm sent. I was sent to people in that place. So till today, in fact, I spoke at an event yesterday that was a function of a relationship I had built when I served in house on the rock. So I put house on the rock. I put kings. K-I-N-G-S, capital kings, as uh, kings across the world. Then I put leaders, because I've known that the people who resonate or who get me quickly, quickly, are leaders. They are people who are thinking high, right? So you have to get the feelers. You're not sent to everybody. So 80 to 90% of my assignments engagement are for leaders, right? Whether they have titles or not. So I put leaders. I put multi-gifted people. People are just in awe. How can you do all that you do and all what and a lot of most gifted people are attracted? I put creatives. So for example, in Kings, there's so many creatives in the house. I attract that. So I put creatives. I put communicators. Then I put church folk. Places. I put Lagos. I put London. Now, some of the countries there you might not understand why and I can't explain. And don't worry, I'm not Jack Bynes. Ah! Peter has told us where it's going. I put US and UK. I put New Zealand and Australia and I put the rest of the world. Those first seven states or cities, they are by revelation and by projection, they are instrumental to my destiny. Don't copy my list. I'm only sharing it with you. So I'm like my father. You okay. You Markel. That's not your portion in Jesus' name. Say amen. amen. And I put across the world because my assignment is to the world. Products. Uh, oh, I didn't put purpose. That's how you put purpose. <laughs> purpose, number one, I put raise kings. Right? It's a core purpose for me. And when I say kings, kings, but also kings. Kingdom influences beyond our local gathering. That's my prime assignment. I put build systems for kingdom expansion. I put model the king priest dimensions. It's one of my core assignments. I'm to model 
the kingpress dimensions. I put creates blueprints, templates, curriculum, and content for kingdom influence in my life and beyond my life. So I know many of the things I'm teaching are not messages. They are curriculum, literally. Um, then I put products under products. I have songs, I have books, I have songs, I have training courses, development programs, and all of that. Do that assignment. By doing that alone, the level of clarity that comes into your life now, so when I say things like, oh, I don't take many invitations, Sunday morning, now I'm here. There are places I can be preaching in right now. When you know what your core curriculum is, you will know when to say no to the electives. Has this helped somebody today? Jump on your feet, Kells. Jump on your feet as good as see. Everybody jump on your feet. Just do the exercise. You, just be, you see that clarity... And by the way, it's not a prison. Whatever you write now is not a prison. It's what you can see based on where you are. Based on where you are. I've been as clear as this maybe for 10 or more years with a few, just a few minor changes. But all of us gain light as we begin to move. Somebody said, no more randomness. Say no more berism. Say no more bogboroism, bogboeroism. In other words, you don't have to be the hero of bogboeo, bogboeroism. Paul committed something to Timothy. I was sharing the course of the week, seven steps. These are four things that define your legacy, but there are seven things that you need to really just define it. Things that you need to do. You have to live with the last day of your life in mind. I'm not saying do that. It might be maybe a bit too heavy or too obsessive for most people. But I'm not sure that two or three days go by without me thinking about my last day. I don't, and I, I don't think about it from fear. I just think about it from, hey guy, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. For night cometh when, as long as you're man. All the smiles and all the laughs and all the songs and all the chants and all the jumping. Gotta do it now. All the giving and all the loving and all the hugging and all the... Gotta do it now. A dead body has never responded to a hug. Ta! This is the hug of life. This is so tight. I'm coming back to enjoy. Okay, it's gone. I know that emotionally this may not be the highest point to end the series, but you know spiritually it's possibly the highest ever. So as they will say, give people fl their flowers when they are alive. Oh, I, I, I don't have enough money to buy a flower. Okay, find the petal you can find. Petal. Collect your petal. You see what I'm saying? And nobody should be afraid. They will be like, ah, when pastors start talking like this, they've won, they are warning their people. <laughs> see the look. <laughs> see the look on your face. Let nobody come and see me next time. Ah, pastor, you're still alive. <laughs> We're like, you want to kill me? It's just that, see, 40, 50 years, not a long time. Is it a long time? When were you in JS1? Sorry, when were you in JS1? 
running around Paco Flakes and all those things. Hanging out with Tringham boys at lit parties. 16, you were 16. Now you're 32, twice. Boom, goes all the way. You live only once in this face and in this age, but if you live well, that one time is enough. Where are my cups? So can we pour it out, guys? Can we pour it out? No holding back. Don't wait for the crowd of 1,000 to preach your best message. Don't wait for 10,000 followers for you to put out your best post. Don't wait for a manipulative prophecy for you to give a prophet's offering. Don't wait for a promissory note for you to serve in children's church. Don't wait to be sure your husband will be there for you to be a singles hangout. Give me more, give me more. Pour it out. If you're wearing red lipstick, don't make it orange. Make it red. Make it pop. Oh, can I talk right now? If it's long hair you want, make it as long as you can. You want to cut hair, cut it well. Wear shoe or slippers, not something in between. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Get the point. Get the point, guys. Give me that scripture. I'm ready to go. I've been pouring. Paul says, I've been pouring. I poured in the prison. I poured in Philemon. I poured in Miletus. I poured into Andronicus. I poured into Phoebe. I poured into Archippus. I poured into Timotheus. I poured into Titus, even though I had no sardine. But there's a church in Sardis. One person come. Give me that scripture. I'm about, I'm being poured. No, 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 no. Turn this way so they can see the scripture. Give me the scripture, 2 Timothy 4. He said, the way I'm feeling this thing, I still got more. But it's, it's about to be. Our father, good fight, kept the faith, go to the pouring. Pouring, pouring, pouring. Pouring, pour, da, Klemoska, vuja. Pouring, says I'm being poured. And the time of my departure. For me to leave is Christ, to die is gain. To leave is Christ. My content was Christ's content. Christ, Christ's quotient. But that content is eternal. So when I pour it out of a time-bound vessel, I have not lost Christ. I have multiplied him in other hearts. So death is not a loss to the believer. It is a gain to the believer. And so what happens to this physical body? The physical body goes back into the earth disintegrates why 
it's from the earth is an earth suit in other words it makes it possible for me to function on earth but my spirit is not restricted for geotagging purposes my spirit had to be bottled into a physical body so that people can see me physically but recognition is not just for the body this is the reason abraham and lazarus they recognize themselves This is the reason you recognize your, br- your brother, if you lost your brother, your husband, or your father, or your dad. You recognize them. Even though you are not inside this physical body as you used to know it. Because recognition is not a function of the body, it's a function of the mind. So the real you is your software. That's your real you. And that software, one software can be installed on a hundred computers. Legacy is you taking the drive, the CD room of God, the CD, the Christ drive, let it room in the right direction. Not any very install Christ, install Christ, install wisdom. That's why products are important. Write a book. I had a book because I was with my mom for her birthday, and she has a few weeks, she's gonna travel out of the country. So I went to spend time with her. And I saw some of my dad's writings and stuff. And I saw a book that my dad wrote called I Am Joseph, Sent to Preserve Lives and All. And I'm like, he left a product behind because one of the greatest things I wish I had done was to interview him personally and have it on record. I wanted to do it, but somehow it just never happened. But he has a book. So I'm thinking about how can I spin the book around, of course, with his name and everything, and share it or spread it. When, when he passed, my mom said, you know what? Apart from just giving souvenirs and all of that, can you write a book? Can you write a book about life and all of them? I wrote this, I don't know, maybe three or four days or something like that. Oh, I, I can see that this particular one has. Right? And we're sharing those books. I think we're going to get as many as we can to give people. I'm going to give to you like people. It's a product the day of his burial somebody sent me a message and said hey i just read this book and it's changed my life i've never seen life so i would never see life the same way again the thing you carry is eternal but the body in which you carry it is time bound so use time to buy treasures in eternity by pouring in time something that can live beyond time is somebody here i wrote something online yesterday I know our time is fast spent. But let me let me just is it okay for me to take five minutes that will bless you for fifty years? Or you want to spend the next fifty years the same way? I said so it's a picture from Dr. Shikema's wedding. So this time last week, it's amazing how this thing called time just keeps ticking. The young couple, people who got married last week are already one week old. Think about your last birthday and your next birthday. Does it feel like a year? This is a psychology. I'm not sure I've taught it before, but let me just teach. Kamin, what was Kamin? We were together some days ago. And I can't remember what it said about, um, I think I said, oh, I'll do that for you next week or something. Or two weeks or something. said, two weeks? That's such a long time. That's such a long time. Next year, that's such a long time. Why does that time feel so long? 
borrow me your mind for a little bit. Like, Pastor, I've given you my mind for the last one and a half hours. How do you mean borrow me? When a five-year-old, please come. <laughs> You're not a five-year-old, but come. When a five-year-old looks at time, he doesn't see time the way you look at time. He's five years. He's lived five cycles of one year. So when he thinks about one year, which is next year, it's like, eh? One year. That is 20% of my whole life. So it looks like a very long time. So if you're 30, next year to that child looks like five years to you. Or six years. He's lived for five years, one year. Next year is one year. Now, to the child, if you're 30, that's like someone saying, I'll give you in five years or six years. You need a bit of math. If you don't get it, I understand. I understand, but you can ask somebody. Because you need to, once you understand it, it changes everything. This is the reason you notice the busier you get, the more it seems like time is faster. Because time is a suitcase in which you pack things. This is the reason it's very hard to reach busy people. They are not forming activity. They are sincerely occupied. So you, you sent a celeb a DM. Hey, I sent you a DM since last week and you have not replied. Because for you, you receive 10 messages in your DM per week. So you're using the same mentality. Oh, I get 10 DMs per week. So since last week, I should have replied 10 DMs. The celeb has 500,000 followers or 100,000 followers and gets 500 DMs per week. Are you getting this? You must get this. This is wisdom. The ability to know the difference. That one million does not mean the same thing to everybody. And when you know this, the older, wiser, richer you get. Have you noticed how grateful your parents are for the little things you do for them? Because they have a perspective you don't have. They're like, Inimoshi. you know, I thank people a lot. And people ask me, Peter, why are you thanking me? Thank I know what it means. I know what it costs. When you've paid many prices, you know the true cost of things. And you can value and evaluate with wisdom. Can you pray to the Lord right now? Lord, I refuse to be a waste to a series of messages. I refuse to allow the entirety of the rest of my days fade and filter away. Zamale belekoto kamiyato lemale so tamale. This is your life we're talking about, folks. You'll never be the same. Never be the same again. My life will not only count, it will count for Christ. It will count for the right reasons. I will not glorify fading things. 
where where are the ruins of solomon's temple who knows where the deposits of gold are who knows where the women that he married are this thing shall pass away some of you this was a cost correction message all of a sudden doom you're being shifted you're being turned you're being stirred I don't know about you, but I've never heard a message like this in a church. I've heard portions or similarities at a funeral. But we don't want it to stare death in the face before you walk in the fullness of life. My feet are on the right path. My head is in the right place. My heart is in the right place. I'm running. My name is not Chike, but I'm running. Chasing after you. Loving you more each day. Pouring into men and women. Giving my all, giving my all, giving my all, giving my all to you, to you. Pouring all you've placed in me. It says I'm ready to be poured. I'm being poured. It says as a drink offering. Drink offerings were offered to gods. They were offered to God. So Paul was borrowing a metaphor from the culture to say the way they were part of Poseidon or Zeus. I am God's sacrifice. I'm pouring my all on you. The right things will accompany my name. This is not a call to perfection. Don't think it is. This is a call to higher standards. More intentional living. Better alignment. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Our Father and our God, we thank you for giving us, first of all, your name. The greatest example of a legacy that we can ever have. Thank you for being the greatest example of purpose that we could ever have. And so we align with you. We submit our names, the places, the products, and the purposes that you have placed in us. We submit to you and we decree that there is adequate representation of each and all of these manifesting in our lives as we go in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for victory over death. And because we now know that the enemy has no, con no control over our death, he has no control over our lives. And so, Father, we live freely. We live happily, we live fully, we live intentionally, we live joyfully, we live confidently, we live wholesomely in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the glory and all the praise, our Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Can someone celebrate God for life? Hallelujah.
You're living long and you're living strong. We're not afraid. We may be seated. Please, Pastor Dami said something that is very important. That if you're afraid of death after hearing these messages and you need to keep on listening to them, it means you're not perfected in love because the Bible says that perfect love does what? It casts out all fear. So if you're afraid of death, afraid of your lecturer, afraid of your boss, afraid of your boyfriend... Well, now you don't really need divine intervention. Just come to me for sense and we'll talk to him and move, right? But if you, for, uh, we are, because we are perfected in the love of Christ, we understand his character, his personality, and how much he loves us, we have no business being afraid of death. Or you are not upgraded in knowledge, is what Pastor Dami said. So if you're still thinking, maybe, could it be, may I, you know, even sometimes an also call back in those days, in those churches, say, you don't know, we don't know, tomorrow is not promised. You might walk out of this place now and a bus will jam you. God forbid, bus will not jam you in Jesus' name. We live long and we live well here. Glory to God. Thank you so much, Pastor Dami, for this series. It's been really amazing. Thank you so much. Can we appreciate Pastor Dami? Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.